I just want to say thank you and rest in peace to Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Thank you for sharing your struggle so openly with us, for influencing music in the way you did, for the work you did in your community, and, of course, for your loyalty and your clear, open discussions with God. Rest in peace, DMX. No one else like you. Hi, welcome back to the Personal Details Podcast. If this is your first time, thanks for coming. Hope you come back. If this is not your first time, then come on, step on inside. You know how we do. In this episode, we do have a guest, which means I won't be sharing my personal details on this episode, but we will be sharing details with our guests. We will have the affirmation to start us off, followed by the Crystal Gem Zone, a little bit about our guests, and then we close out with the music to add to our Spotify playlist. Thanks again for listening to the Personal Details Podcast. Please share it with a friend and help me grow this community. And now we get into the show. I am willing to acknowledge a mistake is a lesson in humility and a powerful healing opportunity. Very often, We waste time, energy, and readily available joy because of our failure to acknowledge an error. We know that pencils have erasers. We know computers allow us to cut and paste. We know that tests can be taken again and again. And the wrong sizes can be exchanged. Yet for some reason, one of our greatest challenges is admitting to ourselves and others that we have made a mistake. A mistake is a great opportunity for learning and for healing. A mistake reminds us that no matter how old we are, how smart we believe ourselves to be, regardless of how much we have accomplished, we are still human. A mistake is a lesson in humility. Until today, acknowledge a mistake may have caused you fear, anguish, anxiety, or shame. Just for today, embrace your humanness. If you have made a mistake today, acknowledge it. If you have made one in the past that has had lingering effects, admit it. Today, I am willing to acknowledge and admit I am human enough to make mistakes. The affirmation again is, today, I am willing to acknowledge and admit I am human enough to make mistakes. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Crystal Gem Zone. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about four crystals. I came across this on the internet and they said, crystals for anxiety. 
These crystals are known to have qualities that can help in combination together to reduce anxiety. And we all have some sort of anxiety at this point in our world life. So the first one is rose quartz, self-love, care, calmness, emotional healing, and harmony. Second, amethyst, rebalancing protection and alleviating anxiety, fatigue, and stress. Third, white howlite, releasing emotional pain, soothing, and easing anxiety. Four, bloodstone, empathy, comforting, nurturing, inner stress, and motivation. So those are the four crystals to have in combination with you for anxiety. I hope you've enjoyed this extended version of the Crystal Gem Zone. Today we we featured four crystals. And if you don't have them, don't worry about it. You can try to slowly add them to your collection. I have all of these except for Bloodstone, which I'll be adding to my collection. Thank you for listening. Now we continue on with our show. And now without further ado, we're going to get into our guest segment. I hope you enjoy. Take some notes. I'll be back soon. Hi and welcome. Welcome to the Personal Details Podcast. Today's guest is a special treat. Um, Definitely part of my personal details of my work life. So without further ado, please do introduce yourself. Yes, thank you. It is an honor to be here. My name is Javon Williams. And um, so what are you currently into? <laughs> oh, well, currently, um, currently, let's talk about the main focus. Well, let's go, let's um, go backwards or like, what's your background in? If someone was like thinking, um, well, I should say, if I had to explain you to someone, what would you say I should tell them? Okay. So I like to be uh, labeled as um, uh, advocate for youth, um, advocate for families. Um, you know, I've been in the field of some call it education, youth development, some call it youth services, right? Um, I call it empowering our youth, no matter where you go, this is what we do, right? Um, I've been in the field, March 8th, May 15 years, right? Wow. So I've worked in a series, a plethora of positions. I started off as a dance teacher, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to dance. And, you know, you you form these bonds and you become um, the contact on the emergency card for certain kids, right? And the parents call you for them, you know? And I, I did that, then I transitioned to an education specialist. And then I was an assistant director, then a program director, right? And I've done that. And as of last year, I just became the founder and CEO of my own nonprofit. Um, families are really exposed incorporated. And um, this is a nonprofit that's dear to my heart and true to who I am. And, you know, we're geared towards empowering youth and helping minorities and youth in the five boroughs of New York City. Um, we do everything from career readiness for our seniors and juniors in high school mm-hmm. to application assistance with our 
elementary students going into middle school and middle schoolers going into high school and high schoolers going into college. Um, last year, I did a regional um, summer youth training um, before like the pandemic and things like that happened. I worked directly with um, a partner, Superintendent McBride from the Department of Education, District mm -hmm. 19, right? And what I did was I walked in ninth, all 19 of his schools within a three-day period. And I took six youth from each school and I mentored them. And I started a National Youth Empowerment Alliance. And what we did there was we basically worked towards um, showing youth how to advocate for themselves, right? Um, showing them how to do it and um, not get frustrated. And that's basically what I do when here I am and I'm in, I'm still in the growth stages of the agency. And, you know, I'm just so happy to be here and speak about this great work that I do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's the nonprofit starter. This is amazing. Oh, so, um, so you, you spoke very passionately about your work and from working with you, I definitely can say that you are a change maker in the game, of course. So starting a nonprofit, um, some advice that you would give someone trying to do this just based on your experience so far. Advice that I would give anyone is that anything worth it is worth fighting for. And I say that because in all transparency, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm transparent. Um, there is no play by playbook. There's no playbook. Mm -hmm. There's no reference guide. Um, there's no job description. There's no job training that can prepare you to become a CEO. Mm -hmm. It's either you know these people that are willing to buy into what it is that you're given. It's either um, you have connections with other agencies that are willing to partner with you as a startup and or either you're willing to hear a lot of no's and have a lot of doors closed in your face when you know you are 110% capable of we'll be right back thanks for listening this episode is also brought to you by three minute crochet unique one-of-a-kind handmade items by this caribbean creative that's right, if you're looking for something to keep you warm this winter that's one of a kind and bright and colorful, check out 3 Made Crochet. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at the number 3 Made It Crochet. Or check out her Etsy shop and purchase something really cute. Hashtag spread love the crochet way. Of carrying out uh the mission and you know what it is that you do and your object um your objective and be driven so what i would say is that um if you don't if if you're not sure then don't do it um if you fold under pressure don't do it mm -hmm. if you don't if if you want to be in control of anything don't do it this is the first thing i'm um this is the first thing i've had the least amount of con the amount of control over mm -hmm. and i mean this is the first time I've dotted my I's and crossed my T's every sec, every millisecond of the way. And I have no control over where we're going and what we're doing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, but what ultimately what happens is your passion, your patience, and your perseverance should mm -hmm. subside over everything that you do. And, you know, I'm building in my kingdom because I want to leave legacy. 
And if I don't build in the kingdom, then what am I doing? And I connect everything back to myself when I was a participant in the, in the after school program, you know, yeah. I still have these people that I called that was my counselors or then my mentors. So what that did was it gave me a certain knowledge that I carry and a certain passion, patience and perseverance of even making me want to start the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. The paperwork alone would have turned me away. <laughs> the paperwork alone would have turned me away, you know? So to anybody that wants to do it, I say, go for it, but be ready. This was, this is one of the longest, hardest, silent fights I've had in a while. <laughs> I could just, oh, I definitely can imagine that. Um, if you, well, let's see. A typical week for you, I guess either pre-COVID or post-COVID, what, what would you say that's like? Okay. Um, I could do both because they're still pretty similar. Okay. Um, Pre-COVID, I would wake up. Uh, the things that I'll put into my week will be, I love the jog. I love the exercise. I love to ride my bike and I love to go skating. Mm. So I do that for like cardio and things like that. And then um, I'll spend about six, six, six to seven hours of a day um, reaching out to certain entities um, as I was building the nonprofit and reaching out to noted individuals who I felt can play a role and to bring a notoriety and kind of guide me through this. Then I would spend another five hours doing homework. I'm actually in school <laughs> in the process of this. Do tell. Um, <laughs> I am in the process of receiving my master's. I'm a double master's major, a double MBA major, and I'm focusing on executive administration and human resource management for two reasons. Um, my passion and my work ethic, that I feel like these are certain things that you either are equipped with or you aren't. I feel like though there is training provided for the work that we do, certain things can't be taught. You have to yes. have it, right? But I'm and but I'm also aware that when you get into the administrative parts of it and the executive administrative aspects, when you have the ability to write policy, right, and procedure, right, and um, training guidelines and things of that nature, I'm aware that those can also be game changers. So mm. that's why I pinpoint the executive administration and um, human resource management. That's something that I've always loved as well. I love systems. Um, I love coaching and training and talent and development. But once again, this ties back to me being a youth developer because I, this is what we do. I feel like the more I educate myself, the more I'm able to educate the youth or either the more I'm able to um, share my testimony with someone that looks like us who wants to do what, who wants to do what we're doing and are unsure so i'm here to tell them that it can happen you know so that's really how my week look and it may be you know it it may sound boring because before this i would be out two three times a week now most of my days are filled with um work school and on the weekends i'm i'm a praise and worship leader so i sing in church nice so that's pre and that's pre-covid and (laughs) post-covid You got a lot of talents. Okay. Um, well, how how would you say what about your background from being a youth, from coming up in the roles that you mentioned, a dance, you know, a, a dance teacher? How has it made you a better um, CEO? So, you know, it 
it made me a better CEO because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I doubted myself a lot when I was younger. Um, and I didn't doubt myself because I felt like I couldn't do something. I doubted myself because I saw a lot of other youth that were granted with opportunities that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I automatically felt like being that I didn't have the tutor that this person had, or because my mom and dad didn't have access to certain groups that some of my friends had that I wasn't worthy, if that makes sense, right? So what that did was when I transitioned into these different levels of, you know, my career thing like that, it showed me that I'm capable of doing it. And it also showed me that no matter what position you're in, our main goal should always be to develop and present opportunity, no matter what the opportunity is, right? Amen. So, mm -hmm. so whether you're a program director and you're providing opportunity for your staff or providing opportunity for your staff to grow or providing opportunity for the families that you serve, or whether you're a CEO and you're providing opportunities of growth for leadership or talent and development and things like that, right? I've learned that as long as you provide opportunity and you do it from your core of, you know, and always just wanting to feel like um, I'm giving someone something that I didn't have. When that happens and when I'm doing that, I know that I'm doing right. So those are things that I learned young, you know, because, you know, I was raised in East New York. I was raised in East New York. I came from a family where both of my parents worked. Both of my parents worked long hours. So it'd be certain times where I see mommy and daddy when I'm leaving out for school and they're leaving mm -hmm. out for work. And then older brother picks us up. And by the time mommy and daddy come home, the only time I see them is when they're giving us a kiss on our forehead, you know? So um, those are things that kind of gave me the thought like, wow, though... And the, some other, um, other individuals will fall under this. Those were all learning lessons, learning points. And those put the passion in me to want to do what I'm doing because it's programs and like after school programs, you know, cornerstone programs and things like that, right? Before they were even called cornerstones, right? But those, uh, those are programs that saved my family because those were my family support system. And that's why I believe in the saying, it takes a village because I want to be a part of the village of success because the village played a success with my siblings and myself. And, you know, I can say that my parents had four children before the age of 21. We were raised in Crown Heights in East New York. All four of us not only graduated from high school, but have college degrees because nice. of the village that added to what it is. And that's what I want to do. And those are things that I carry on my back as a new CEO. Sometimes I make myself have tunnel vision so I don't forget where I came from or where I want to go. Yes, that is very important to have. You have a unique perspective to keep with you because you learn, like you said, you know the parent that are working and the brother picks up the child because the, the parents are busy. So that unique knowledge is definitely gonna shape your programs and what you instill in staff for sure. Um, what has been, or if you wanted to, what has been one of your biggest cheerleaders or pushes that have gotten you through these days where it's like, why am I doing this? You know, it was a moment today. So let me go with the most recent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We like personal details here. <laughs> um, I speak to a lot of ex-colleagues of mine. Okay. And one of my ex-colleagues, when I told them what I was going through, they said, 
you Javon, you better not. I don't know what I hear. I don't know what I'm about to hear. But if it has anything to do with you, determine from what you started, I don't want to hear it. He said, um, if anybody could do it, it's you. Um, you've taught so many people and you can't teach passion, but it can rub off. And he told me like, your passion rubs off on anybody that you're connected to. And he told me something that I'm good with doing is taking people, getting people to a point of knowing that they could do anything they, anything they want, anything that they put their mind to. So that just kind of gave me confirmation, like you are here for a reason, right? And that I did make the right decision to do this. And ultimately speaking, someone else is my mom, my mom and my dad. You know, um, something that happened today was that, so I recently moved to Long Island and um, we were in the process of like going through like old awards, right? And um, my, my dad was like, he was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you, like you've always worked. And one week when I was graduating high school, I had an award ceremony for school. Um, I was um, inducted into the Producers and Songwriters Hall of Fame for the Grimms in the school. And then on Wednesday, I received my first Employee of the Year Award at the age of 17. And it was and it was because a friend of mine got shot and I started a youth rally and raised money for his hospital bills. Wow. So that just brought me back to like, like yeah, like you're here. Mm -hmm. This is what you're doing. This is what you're supposed to do. And as simple as a conversation may seem, one thing can trigger everything in my mind as up to the things that I went through. And it automatically, it makes me connect to other youth that can be going through what I went through or more. Yeah. And the same way I was provided with these opportunities, I have to make sure that the youth are provided with these opportunities. The way of the, way of the world is a lot different than, than when I was growing up. Um, it's a, it's a lot more in the streets um, that I think, you know, I think myself and my parents that I didn't get hooked up on. And, you know, just a lot of neighborhoods that are even, you know, a bit more dangerous and right. higher with um, the homeless population and at-risk youth. And those are things that I, I have to be instrumental and pivotal with bringing these percentages down a lot and bringing um, programs into these neighborhoods and even when I go back to Brooklyn I make sure I go back to my old neighborhood and just get a feel of it and I don't even like the feel of it but I know that it's easy for me to not like something and it's harder for me to put a plan in place to fix it and that's just what I'm gonna do mm -hmm. not just talking about it very nice well what I can say is it's almost ingrained in you to be successful with how you've been moving so when it gets tough, just know that this is part of the next journey because you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot to 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 lift the 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 dream that you have. And they say if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. And I think right. if it if you, these every challenge, and I have to say this for myself too, every challenge that you go through at some point, a year from now, a week from now, whatever, years later, you're like, damn, thank God. For that little challenge <laughs> now I know how to deal right. with it so I definitely can say try to try to look at it that way like okay this is this all right all right whatever what is this teaching me because I know right. where I'm going so oh, yeah. yeah I definitely can say keep going and one of the things on the podcast is that what I've been realizing lately is my worlds are connecting with people that I met years ago but something in them 
or I should say I must have seen or they reflected, whatever it was, we connected at some point on something. And I realized it's almost like a work ethic. It's almost like a, a core value that you see in people, their drive, et cetera. And that's what I felt like meeting you. I remember, well, without going in too deep into how, but meeting you, you had a big challenge on your hands. You had a big challenge on your hands when I met you, but I can see that you was like, I'm up for this. I'm up for this. I care about what happens here and I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. And I think I came back after meeting you initially, maybe a month or something late, sometime later. And the feel of the environment that you had changed, the look, (laughs) the whole aesthetic was like, to the point where I'm going to people, you know how this used to look when such and such was here? Like, <laughs> no shade, but I know what it could look like. I know what it could sound like. I know what it could smell like and feel like. And to right. me, that mirrored like, okay, when you see someone doing the work, you want to get on that bandwagon. So that's why I say yeah. people are going to get behind you when they realize your passion and your work ethic. So keep that going for sure. And I absolutely appreciate that. Look at us here later where we've we've split off into different areas we kept in Uh contact and i'm talking to you and you're like yeah i started this i was like what we definitely have to talk so i'm just so proud that you've kept it going because you know the other thing there's not a lot of men with this passion in the in this in in the youth services education community development whatever you want to call it um arena so they need to see that oh I could be like that I could be like him and the story you have the story behind it to be like no I'm not just uh I'm not up here I I know where you've been I've done this I've seen different things so that I can appreciate we need more for real we have very it's so few that come back or or keep connected to community so that's why I'm like I gotta support him I gotta get this word out here (laughs) I absolutely appreciate that and you know it's crazy because you were actually the the third person I told when I had the idea of like you know what I'm doing it like I am I am going no if ands or buts I'm making it happen I'm making it happen and that's why I was like hey so here's what I did this is what I'm doing you know and like even after having a conversation with you it was just like confirmation like you like you made the right choice you know and it's like just sometimes when you're in certain places it's like not that you need security but sometimes you need confirmation you know because just going back to what you said like this this dream scared the hell out of me yeah. i'm just being transparent mm-hmm. i'm like what are you doing why are you doing it you're back in school what are you doing you just <laughs> moved you're trying to get your house together why are you doing this <laughs> you know I you. but but I said, you know what? Let's make it happen. I went through the process, get the 501c3 certification, signed up for a bunch of things. And, you know, here I am. And now I'm just working on growing and I'm just ready to make it happen. Where are some of your programs or, yeah, located at or work you've done? Um, so the most recent was actually in East New York. I worked with three schools in um, East New York. Um, it was when COVID first happened, actually. What I did was I took funds from the agency, right? And I actually partnered with the T-Mobile and the Boost Mobile 
under the train station in, in East New York yeah. to give families hotspots. So what I did was I kind of told him, I'm like, look, I'm gonna come up with a number, whatever number I come up with, I need you to match me. He was like, oh no, we don't do that. I said, well, I know about your contract and I know that you're supposed to put 4% of your contract into the development of your community. So now I think we should revisit this conversation. So whatever number I give you, I need you to match me and meet me, right? And we need these hotspots. Long story short, I ended up giving out 42 hotspots to families who had no internet access for um, remote learning when it first happened. And I gave out about $7,000 in school supplies um, and it included everything from wireless keyboards for tablets or either book bags and you know just pens papers things like that and i worked on getting a 500 donation from staples for the brownsville um community mm -hmm. and you know that's what that and i actually even went back to one of the areas i was a director over i went to the sheep's head bay area mm -hmm. and i worked with um one of the residential people and what i did was i just connect them back with one of the affiliates and the council members um office so that they could get so that they could get some stuff going so you know i'm hoping that that went well Mm -hmm. um but yeah i've been throughout east new york sheep's head bay Oast, um ocean hill mm -hmm. um i've even been in the bronx before working with the pal on some things but i've been like throughout the entire brooklyn crown heights everything so if you're listening people who have you're trying to get in you want somebody who's doing the thing to partner with yeah this is this is the man to to partner with Absolutely he has appreciate the passion. It. He has the passion and drive. That is awesome. Yeah, this pandemic hit. See, there's different ways. I wouldn't have even thought of going to T-Mobile in them. Look at that. <laughs> I, I, this one was like, yeah, that makes sense. But it was like, I, I did not see that coming. Nice. Oh, listen, part of community is everything and everybody. The stores that's there, the schools that's there. Amen. The I even went to the precinct. I went to the precinct. I said, Detective Brent, here's what I need you to do for me. And I know you could do it because you're, you're community affairs. So I know you have access to something. You don't got to give it to me. Just bring it over here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I even got them to work with the school on doing like um, a men's program and things like that. So, you know, it's just doing it. You know, what I told myself was that until I could get the funds to actually put into the into the neighborhoods and, you know, develop these programs and things of that nature. You know, I pledge that I will walk on every, every, every ground, every concrete, everywhere that I can walk to not only bring no, um, no notoriety to the agency, right? Because I feel like the agency means nothing if, if the person behind it or if the person that's pushing it or the people that's a part of it aren't are practicing what they preach it. So I don't only preach community, I practice community. So mm -hmm. that's what I plan to do. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, how do you de-stress? What brings you joy? What brings me joy? At this current time, what brings me joy is um, I like to perform. <laughs> I like to perform. Um, I like to get on stage. I like to sing. I like to skate. And um, I found this new thing that I do that I don't know how I do it, but I, I power walk for a really, really long time with music in my ear. And then when I'm done, I walk really slow, but I've done it for about, I want to say like an average of like eight miles a day, just walking and get my thoughts together. So um, to de-stress when I feel like I'm about to go 
when I feel like I'm about to go high, I'll do that. And then something else, which is you may find funny, I freeze fruit and eat fruit really, really, really cold. It helps. It helps stimulate my mind and my I thinking that process. With yogurt. Almond, really? almond based yogurt, I freeze it uh-huh. and I eat it cold. I can't eat it the other way mm-hmm. anymore. But yeah. <laughs> yep. So those are things that I do. And of course, I've always been a writer. I love to write. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love to write. Like I carry books and everything like that, you know, but those are things that I do. And those are things that I also preach to people to do. You know, I'm like, you having a hard time? <laughs> I know something you could do, you know, but they, but those are things that really like bring me down. Like, okay. Wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, especially when I go for a walk and I got my headphones in. I, I'm with you because i that's the thing I miss about COVID. I felt like I got a lot of thinking done with my headphones on, either walking, being on the train, just outside of the four walls. So I totally understand that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, so I already asked you this one. Oh, we're almost at the end. But um, is there anything you want to tell the people or for people to know? Um, yes. And um, I just feel like this, I feel like when you're doing something new or you're trying to present something as great and as needed as I'm doing, right? And not saying that nobody else is, but I feel like it should always be told that, um, you know, I want to see some buy-in from neighborhoods and agencies and entities that mm-hmm. that have that haven't um given opportunities to new nonprofits because it's it's new to them and it's something different. Um I want to, you know, I want, you know, I I want to be seen as a game changer and I want to bring services to these neighborhoods and the most transparent answer um, would be that I need help. So I want some help, Yeah. you know, um, help me make it happen. I don't mind on any realm or any entity, um, whatever I need to do, I'll do. And um, yeah, I just want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody at the top and I want everybody to know that they're never alone. Whether you know me personally, whether you know me, whether you can have contact to me, anything I can help anybody in the world with, I'm here to help. Nice. Opportunity. You need space and opportunity. I, I'm, it's going to come. It's going to come. I'm saying it. I'm putting it out. I'm already thinking. And I hope that anyone out there listening that wants to get behind a movement to create change within our youth and even within how nonprofits work, please, 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 you know, connect back. Um, his information is going to be in the show notes, the information about the organization. So you know, let's see how far this could go. Community is a real thing. Community is another thing that has built up in a different way during COVID. Community has a bigger meaning now because now our community is almost worldwide. We can can reach somebody else farther away. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that this reaches somebody who is just like on the verge of what's my next thing? This is your next thing to support. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. That's just uh, that's just what we're looking for. All right. Is there anybody you want to shout out? Um, of course, I want to shout out you Aww. and uh, the Personal Details podcast. And um, you know, just 
I, you know, I'd like to shout out everybody that has been pushing through this pandemic. It hasn't been easy. Um, it even hit hit my family. I lost tomorrow makes a year that I lost my grandmother because of COVID. Wow. And um, I lost her aunt in December. So, you know, just really um kudos to everybody that's been able to make it and adjust into this new life. And um, you know, I just want everybody to find something meaningful to do or say to somebody every day, because even a sentence or a how you doing or a hello can potentially save a life or just comfort somebody that we may not know needed. It's true. It's true. It's been very isolating. Um, where can our listeners connect with you online? Okay, so um, I have a Instagram it is the agency's acronym, which is FAIR, F-A-R-E-I-N-C. Um, so it's Instagram FAIR Inc. Um, you can go to the website as well. It's F-A-R-E-I-N-C, fairinc.org. And um, something that I've been telling people is that there's a contact um, slot on it. If you fill that out, I, I get right back the next day, sometimes the same day, depending on what time you do it. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn. <laughs> Javon Williams, founder and CEO of Families That Are Really Exposed and Incorporated. So we can absolutely connect all of those ways. And if you want to send an email, info at fairinc.org. Whatever you say got jumbled. Okay. Um, no, I was saying I have a plethora of music that I listen to daily. I see. We went from God. You got gospel. You got Mary. You got Luther, Betty White. You got Whitney. You got Bob, Bob Marley. To yeah. the left over here. I love it. Is there one? <laughs> so we have a we have a podcast playlist. So the songs that are mentioned, because I do have some of it. I, actually, yeah, I got except for Betty Wright. I think I got all these ones. Uh, um, but nice. is there a song that we could add to the playlist that it could be from anybody? Just a song. Um, does it have to be a certain meaning or just something that'd be like a good listen? a good listen like even if it's something to pick you up or something you listen to when walking so that yeah okay let me go to my phone because i know it's right here yeah <laughs> but absolutely i have let me let me see let me see what i'm gonna throw at you um oh actually um cc peniston finally Ooh, i i've been listening to that song too I was humming. <laughs> I was little, mm, okay. Perfect. It's not on the playlist. How is it not? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Finally. Yes, I literally yeah. was singing it. I got my friend. In California singing it because I kept humming it. So that's so funny. Nice. That's nice synergy right there. That oh yeah. Awesome. It's great walking. You know, it could be a great um affirmation. Like finally it's, it's happening right in front of my face. I know. That's why I was like, yeah, mm. you know? there are yeah. no coincidences, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I feel like that's a good sign. Finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually oh, yeah. used to have I used to have a, it was this large, back in the day, radios that had a six CD changer, blah, blah. And I wanted it I so remember. bad. And I worked all summer. And after 
at the end of the summer, I bought it cash and I named it finally. And everybody around me knew what finally was because I was like, I wanted that. And, you know, I was putting myself through school, no real loans, because although my parents, although my parents weren't rich, it was two incomes. So it didn't give me like a Mm -hmm. lot. So I'm working, whatever. And I called it finally. Shout out to my friends who remember finally. Y'all remember finally? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and that's just something that I use, like, even when I was going through the realms of, you know, filling out certain paperwork and having to file certain licenses with the attorney general's office for fear and things like that. When they come through the first thing, I say, finally, yes, finally, it happened. Finally, this is going to happen. Finally, we're going here. Finally, I'm making it happen, you know? So like, just like, just it alone. And when you can say it and you can hear it and you can feel it, it's like after a while, you listen to certain songs and it has a whole, like you have a whole new meaning behind it because they don't understand like, this is the song that I use, but I didn't know where I was going, but finally I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Agreed, agreed. I do want to bring in, so people can't see, but you have a interesting background behind you on our on our zoom screen so tell us about how that came into play in your world okay so you know like I've always liked to learn about the way of the world um you know I've always I've always had a lot of questions like how does this work or what does that mean so recently I took a trip um to North Carolina and they have this thing called the museum of astrology would have known you go you go through what stars mean, how they're created, what they mean, how they can connect to the astrology and the way you feel, and even how certain stars are closer during the winter and some are further in the summer and things like that. So I've been on this um, new thing of just learning the stars and wanting to learn about the moon and Mars and how many stars are in the sky and how I can connect to stars and which way I should walk towards stars if I'm feeling down and stuff like that. So my background is actually like the picture of the universe coming. This is actually the um, the the left coordinate, right? And they say um, a picture from any left co- um, coordinate is your side that works and it's your side that's the quickest and it's your side that you connect to the most. So even like the left side of your brain, mm. you know? And that's why they say that some people that are left-handed is always something special about them. And that's why they say that when you can see really well out of your left eye, that means something, you know? Um, unfortunately, I'm right-handed, but... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm right-handed. But, but I try um, to use my left brain whenever I can. Exactly, you know? So that's um, so that's the background. And just like learning, you know, astrology and even like, um, what is it called? Your learning how your zodiac signs are actually connected to astrology is really amazing as well. So those are just some things that I've been doing. And that's also something I probably should have said um, that helps me de-stress mm-hmm. when I read or even like when I walk and things like that. Like I'm going to get a scope and everything from my backyard because I just want to see stuff. Yes. I do pay attention to the phases of the moon and I try to be outside when it's like a full moon or something. It's a different walk walking by the moonlight mm-hmm. is awesome especially it if you're not different. in a place if you're in a place with a lot of trees and you walk by the moonlight it's great because the city hides some of the shine from the stars and the moon but mm-hmm. oh yeah very nice all right we are like at the end and it's a wrap any Amazing. final words 
Um, final words. No, I just want to thank you again for the opportunity. Um, this is the first and this is the first interview that I've done as the founder <laughs> of Families Really Exposed Incorporated. So um, I'm this honored. is a big deal, and um, I felt like it wouldn't have been nobody else but you to do it. Um, and you know, just like you've seen me through the realms, and I've even seen you through the realms and seen how you've leveled up and <laughs> happy. And proud of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's about to be six years strong, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Six years strong. So, you know, like it's worked, and I'm just um elated that you're even doing this and finding the time to do this, which is your passion, and to connect people and things like that. It's not easy to work full time and still do something that I want to say that you're not making money from. That's exactly that's the difference. That's the difference between passion and want to need wants needs. And, uh, you know, the yeah. difference between them. Yeah. So this is something like, I, I love the platform and I appreciate the platform and I look forward to more and I look forward to inviting you to the grand opening of the Heck first yes. fair building of your speaking existence, you know, and things like that. So it, it's absolutely appreciated. Hopefully someone hears this and reaches out to you or myself and yep. we can make something happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm same here. I'm, I'm just honored to be on this journey because like you said, I do it because it's another way for me to give back to community. Communities becoming so big. It's like, hopefully I can connect to people somehow. After this message, we'll be right back. This podcast is supported by the author Shakina Shaw. Conundrums Impacting Business Sustainability is available at barnesandnoble.com. Be sure to check it out or gift it to someone you know who's a business owner and needs to start thinking about the three areas that impact a business, specifically that cause a business to fail. The book serves to examine these three fundamental areas and provide some ways to combat failure. Again, it's Conundrums Impacting Business Sustainability by Shakina Shaw, available at Barnes and Noble. And so far, yes, in different ways, people are connecting. People have reached out to me like, I heard this on your whatever, and they've either supported the person. So that's why I'm like, this is powerful. Let's see where this could go. So... I just appreciate oh, yeah. you for saying yes. Hey. Now, listen, I appreciate the opportunity because <laughs> this is this is uh more to come. Yes, indeed. More to yes, come. Indeed. So lately I've been telling you how did I meet this person? If you listened carefully in between the lines, I met Javon in my professional career. I met him um while he was running one of many Um, youth programs throughout New York City in Brooklyn. And sometimes you meet a person and it's funny when I meet someone, I either have a spark that tells me I'm going to see them again later in life, encounter them somehow, or they're going to be an ally or I'm going to be an ally to them. And such happened with um, Javon. When I met him, uh, He was really at a crossroads and helping to build up a program that was not at its best. And I basically met him just before the next time I would meet him. 
and things would change. And I love people that when you meet them each time, they have evolved. They have made a change. Things have been done. They are movers and shakers. And that's what I saw in him. And then I bumped into him again, I believed on LinkedIn. And by that time, he had already left his position. And I was very sad to see him go because he really did make an impact on the people of the community in which he worked. So come to find out, he has started his own nonprofit. I'm like, this is awesome when practitioners become owners and then, of course, um, contractors and community-based organizations that run and is the heart of this city. The one thing you really unique about New York that people may or may not take for granted is that we have community-based organizations that run programming to help after school, to help literacy, to help homelessness and hunger. And it's not something you see everywhere in every big city. You know, I don't think that we as New Yorkers realize that. And I think we take it for granted and we really shouldn't. Um, Nonprofits, when most people across the country think of them, they probably think of a few top um, nonprofits. There are, of course, many other community-based organizations that are doing the grassroots work and helping to build, shape, and revitalize communities. Um, But that's not always the case across the country. If anything, more of our youth have no supports and are headed down bad paths without mentorship, without interventions from community-based organizations to help them out. So it was great speaking to him. It helped shine a spark in my personal professional world, knowing that there are folks out there who have the passion and care like he does. We'll be right back. What you're about to hear is an outtake that actually gave me the title for this episode. We had stopped recording, but then I could hear the passion in his voice and I decided to hit record again. Enjoy. I was the Jew for the year. I was 2007. I was Jew for the year for the Madison Square Boys and Girls Clubs of America. So it was the Navy Yard. I was at the East New York location where I was the dance teacher at and ended up becoming a senior group leader, right? So the agency was about to pull funding. I reached out to Kenneth Cole, the designer, and now Governor Cuomo. I, I said, look, my name is Javon. I'm from East New York. We need some money for a program. They said, what can you put together in 30 minutes to come speak at a town hall? I put together a two-page speech, got $198,000 for another year and a half of programming for the East New York community. And ever since then, I will go speak. Like every other month, I would do speaking at like other um at other nonprofits, basically speaking about the programs that we do and why they're important and why they can't be taken away and why they're needed and how they saved my life and saved my parents and practicing community and speaking about um the village that it takes to ensure that the youth are good and even letting the parents know the village doesn't end with the youth we start with the youth but we go from the top to the bottom and the bottom to the top we don't only give the youth support we give you support as well because if we only do one that's not community 
you know? And I used to go and I used to speak at these different seminars and used to speak to advocate for youth and advocate for youth, um, youth programs and even speak at the DOE at their regional board um, meetings. It used to be the community and the executive superintendents that represent, I wanna say all of like 300 schools all of 300 schools, and I used to get up there and tell them everything that was needed. And this um, CBO called Counseling in the Schools, they brought my concept to their community school RFP, and they won four RFPs. Four. Four. Wow. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, I like I love to speak and um, I love to advocate. I feel like a part of empowering comes the advocacy work. And um, that's something else that I won't shy away from doing. I'm not afraid to be the voice of people because I felt like at one point I didn't have a voice. I needed a voice. So I ended up creating one. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's people like me. I know there's people like you. I know there's people that's like our family, right. you know? And I just feel like fears, the whole thing is going to, always let everybody know that they're not alone. You're never alone. I don't care what you need. I don't care how you need it. I don't care how we got to get it. You're not alone. We're going to be the liaisons to presenting all of the families and the youth with a better possibility of life, no matter whether, no matter where it comes from, no matter how we could give it, no matter how we have to do it, no matter how many doors we got to kick down. Cause nowadays we can't knock on doors. We got to blow them up. Okay. So. <laughs> no matter how many doors, we gotta knock said, on. if they don't make a place for you if they don't make a place for you at the table bring your own chair that's it <laughs> that's it you know and that's you know that's what it is and that's where it's at and that's why you know like i'm not going nowhere i ain't going nowhere i can't go nowhere right. if i go anywhere it's so many lives that it's so many lives that won't be saved that's wow that is yep i wish everybody saw it that way because because what is out here if not these organizations helping because even me trying to navigate stuff for my parents and i'm thinking about the people who don't have a me who don't have what's happening to these people it's just scary and you know and you know the crazy thing is when i did that last year with t-mobile and things like that you would never really think that these neighborhoods lack some of the um, the most needed necessities. Yeah. You would never, ever, ever think that these agents, um, these neighborhoods lack these necessities. But, you know, part of it is me being nosy and always wanting to help. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ask questions, you know? I ask questions because I care and I'm always care. And that's going to be the brand of care. Mm-hmm. of fear we're going to be a family of professionals servicing the underserved until they get overserved, and that's just what love it's going it. to be love it you know what an awesome song to end out this episode and to add to our Spotify playlist. The Spotify playlist is called Play the Details. And I hope one day that you would call me and be like, listen, I have one song to play for you. That finally something that you want to achieve has happened. So that's it. We've come to the end.
of another beautiful episode of the Personal Details Podcast. And I want to thank you personally for sharing your time with me and listening. Of course, I want to thank my guest to support this podcast, share it with a friend, listen to it again, and or follow me on Instagram, send me a message via my personal website, thepersonaldetails.com. If someone does not have Spotify, they can still listen to this podcast on anchor.fm, Breaker, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Please do check me out on my next episode. All right, my ladies and gentlemen, have a great time and remember to guard your details.